0: Hey, thanks for tuning in into the City Life Church podcast. We are a church in San Francisco, and we exist so that people that are far from God, we encounter His presence and experience the life that only Christ offers. We pray that this word will challenge you and encourage you in your walk of faith with Jesus. We're in a series called Follow Me, and it's all about the idea that God is calling us to follow Him. And then today I want to dive into the idea in this invitation that God is actually giving you the ability to lead others. And as we as we talk about this today as a group, as we talk about this, I want you to know that whether you are in the building or maybe you're online, Dan and Debbie, we miss you and we love you guys. Thank you for hosting. So many of you that connect with this house, I believe that there is an anointing on us here in San Francisco as part of City Life Church to be one that would reach out. Across your, um, across your table sometimes to your own family and be an example to your family. Sometimes it's to reach across maybe in your neighborhood and say hello to somebody. God has given us a sphere of influence. And I wanna talk about that today. If you're taking notes today, um, I want you just to write down 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. And if you actually, did you know that our church sends out notes every single week? Raise your hands this week if you part or raise your hands right now if you actually get a text message every week with the notes right? There's actually a few of you who do. How many of you didn't know that we send out the notes every single week? Raise your hand. We have um, the ability for you to receive those notes, and you can talk to me later. I can help you get connected to that. I believe you can text CLC notes to 97,000. So that might, be on this, that might be on the screen behind me. It might not. Anyway, um, let me read the first scripture, and then we're going to pray. 1 Corinthians 11.1, and this is the Apostle Paul talking. He says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Let's pray this morning. Father, we invite you here. We thank you are already here. We thank you that you've spoken to us already through worship, that you've done a great work in us already. God, I pray you would uh, anoint these words that, that you've given me to speak today, and also you would make our hearts soft, that you would help us to hear something today, God, that helps us to take a step forward. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's been a great couple of weeks here at City Life, and uh, I think it was about four weeks ago, Pastor Skip came through and he talked about our response to God in following him, learning how to actually read the word of God, learning how to respond and sit and listen to him. And then Pastor David, come on, Pastor David, did a fantastic job, right? He did. Yeah, that's okay. Give him a round of applause. Um, He talked about how a personal life-changing invitation is for you. There is a personal invitation and every single one of you is a part of this. There's an invitation for you. Pastor John John came and he talked about that as well, who and what and where the invitation is for. Uh, and then Pastor Tom, my father-in-law, came and he spoke last week, and it was really beautiful as he talked about how a touch from God just may, it changes everything, and how he enables us to follow him. And so today we're gonna we're gonna talk just a little bit about this idea, and I want you to make sure that you understand in your heart that no matter what your level of influence is, that you feel you have, your life is leading. And the question today is, where are you leading people? And as, um, as, as we look at this, there is in Scripture, as we see, an invitation from Jesus. And that invitation has always been to follow him. The invitation has always been to take our focus off ourselves and right back onto him. Focus off of our own emotions, our own situations, and right back onto him. And then Apostle Paul comes through, and he, he actually takes it to another level. And he says, follow me as I follow Christ. And so our, uh, our topic today is going to be talking about how do we follow to go back to savors, Jesus, but then also turn around and take ask somebody else to follow us. And how many of you um, has have seen, and probably, it's not as viral as it used to be, but there was a viral photo that was going around where everybody was um, posting when they went on a trip. Usually it was a girl, and she had her hand out like this, and somebody was following her. I think there's a picture coming on the screen behind me. Some version of this, there's probably thousands and thousands of them everywhere, right? And uh, it's really interesting because we saw that photo, sometimes it's just a hand, sometimes it's they 're focusing on the beautiful place that they went, and I just want to let you know today that this is what Jesus is asking of us today to not only follow him with our with our life and with our um, with our hands and we 'll talk a little bit about what is in your hand today um, but also ask somebody else to follow you and I was looking up the um, idea of Following, and I looked it up in what is. If you read the Bible, the Bible is written in both Greek and Hebrew. And if you look into every word that's ever um, written in the Bible, you can see its original uh, its original word, and you can translate it, and even do some translating on your own. And when I looked up this word, follow. there's a couple of things that I thought were really important to kind of highlight. It says to follow one who proceeds, to join them as an attendant, to accompany them, to join as a disciple. That was even one to become a disciple. Or it's something a follow as a continuous Tense I mean that it's an action verb. It's something that you continue to do. It suggested um, a habit or a practice in our life. Creating a habit, follow Jesus is an action word. And when you ask somebody to follow you, it's asking them to come along with you, to come beside you, to watch what you're doing, and. Um, on Instagram, recently, I've been getting all of these um, invitations to become an influencer on Instagram. Now, I'm not even sure what that means, but there's a, there's just constantly, uh, like, would you like to become an influencer? Sign up now to become an influencer on Instagram. And um, that's kind of funny. Most of us uh, are probably, after this last season, not so worried about how many followers we have. We've kind of pushed past that a little bit. But um, we all understand the idea of follows on Instagram, follows on Facebook, follows whatever. And many times, it really doesn't mean much. Many times it's just looking at their highlight reel and seeing what uh, they want to post. But as we talk today, I want to maybe just suggest to us, all of us, that every single one of you online and in the room, you are influencers. People are looking at your life, and maybe you don't recognize it, maybe you don't know, but everything that you say and do is being followed by somebody. Maybe it's somebody that is even watching from a distance. Maybe it's somebody that um, maybe you've never even talked to. Somebody is just, they they see you every week at work, and they kind of notice there's something different about that person. If you have the Spirit of Jesus inside of you, He is actually calling you to be one that would be an influencer of the kingdom of God. And we'll talk about that just a little bit uh, later on today. But what I really felt in my heart today is to let you know every single thing that you do, somebody is watching, somebody is listening, and to not take that for granted because God has made us leaders. He's made you a leader. And maybe you've been walking through a season where you felt totally hidden, and you felt like nobody was listening and looking. I just wanna let you know, today is the day that God is God is calling you out. God is putting purpose inside of you. God is saying, I have called you, I have anointed you. Everything that you say can be a witness of me, and it can bring somebody closer to me, and so, um. As I was thinking through this, there was this uh, this picture that I got. We've, we've read this scripture many times in Mark 1. Uh, it's talking about the invitation. It's saying, Jesus, passing along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. And we've talked about this really um, several times, but I wanted to highlight again, they left immediately their nets and they followed him. And I think one of the biggest issues that we have in following Jesus is many of us are still trying to carry our nets while we try to follow God. And we have not left our old lifestyle. We haven't left our old ways. We haven't left our old ways of thinking. Sometimes we have made a a quick break. Maybe we did leave our nets for a minute, but then life came, life happened, frustrations came. Somebody did the same thing that they've always done again. And we picked back up that old way of doing things. So the The problem with the invitation to follow Jesus is that many of us want to follow Jesus, but we've not yet laid down those things. We cannot carry both our nets and the cross of Christ at the same time. We're gonna to talk today about what the cross of Christ is because God has called you to carry something, a mantle and his, his His destiny for your life and to influence others, but you can't carry two things at the same time. If you saw that picture just a minute ago, their hands were full, they're holding onto something, you can't, it's too much of a burden to try and carry both. And so if we're still entangled with our nets, we'll have no real ability to carry what God has called us to carry and to influence the people around us that he's called us to influence. So as we've learned today how to just lay down those nets and pick up the mantle of God for our life. I believe there's going to be freedom in the house today. So maybe what you're asking is, what, what could be my nets? And we have talked about this a little bit. I want to encourage you to go back and re-listen to Pastor David and Pastor John John's word, because they were talking all about this theme, the invitation, and what it's for, and how to do this. But today, as we look at our nets, Some of the things that came to mind for me of what my nets are, maybe these are some things that you do. My nets are my own self-sufficient way of doing things. My natural tendencies, the way i normally respond to when somebody offends me or the way I would normally respond to my own insecurities or the way I might cower under under, um, uh, intimidation. What is it for you? And today, I believe the Spirit of God is asking us to not be unaware of what our nets are. To actually take a minute and recognize, God, today, what is it that I've been carrying from my old lifestyle what is it that I've been doing that maybe doesn't please you and I'm trying to carry and be an influence and 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 love you God I'm trying to follow you but I'm still holding on to some of these old ways and you know you can have been saved for a long time I was I remember when I was five years old I gave my life to Jesus and you know now I'm really old I'm 46 and so that means it's a long long time that I've been following Jesus and I've had many many moments as many many moments though where I've had to come back to this and say what have I picked back up I've picked my nets back up I've picked my old my old lifestyle my own insecurities sometimes my own bad habits or my own safety nets the things that we fall back on gosh how many of us have safetyness? If somebody does this to me, then I'm gonna do that. And some of those are actually generational curses. They're things that our families have done, our parents have done, and we're just doing it the same old way, and yet we're still trying to follow God, and we find ourselves at this crossroads saying, God, I just can't do anything. And how many of you have seen somebody that has crashed and burned because they were still carrying their old way, their old lifestyle? God does not want us to crash and burn in his kingdom. He wants us to continue to be influencers. He wants us to continue continue to influence people around us so many things that would entangle us the bible talks about our sin that entangles us if you want to know what sin is just read the bible the bible talks all about it we're not going to go into exactly a list and rules that you have to follow cuz many times that's what trips us up is trying to follow the rules but what this is is we're talking about a matter of the heart what's going on inside of our soul and laying those things down constantly You know, a lot of us actually, uh, we have been educated. Many of you are high level uh, executives in your workplace and you are making a difference. You're business owners. Maybe you are working um, in in an influential place. And many times we don't even realize, but sometimes our own intellect and sometimes our own knowledge and the things that we've learned sometimes becomes a net to us. Sometimes we we look back on the things that we've learned or maybe we, we listen to somebody else that isn't necessarily giving what the Word of God says, but they're giving really good information. And so we find ourselves falling back on really good information because it seems right to our emotions, and it seems right to us, and it sounds good, and everybody agrees with it. But when we look at what the truth of God says, sometimes we recognize that there's a bit of a difference there, and we're holding on to something that is actually getting us off off course, and we're not really letting God lead us anymore. We're following our own wisdom. And as we look at this today, we want to make sure that we're able to follow God correctly, not just because we uh, want to follow the rules, but because people are following us. And every person in this room, no matter your age, somebody is following you. You are called to be a leader by God. Every one of us is called to be a leader. And so if you've ever questioned and asked God, God, am I called to be a leader? The answer is yes, you are called to lead. It doesn't matter what sphere you're in. God has put people around you. And it's so important that your life with God is... um, not that it's perfect, even though there's a verse that says, be perfect as I'm perfect. That scripture is actually just talking about your attitudes. You know, our attitudes carry so much, and we'll talk about that a lot. But, you know, some of, our, some of the other things that we carry around with our net, it's like our control. We try to control things. And we don't mean to, but we're right in the middle of the situation, and instead of going to God when all hell breaks loose in our life, we just control the situation. We know what to do, and that can be something that entangles us from being able to carry the cross of God, because again, we're so focused on ourselves that we're not looking to God, and we're not looking to how others are following us. Maybe it's even just our struggles. We all have struggles. Every one of us has a different level of struggle, and most of us um, wouldn't necessarily want to, like, tell everybody what our struggle is, but the Lord knows your struggle, and I think the question for us today is, are you you going to continue to keep your eyes on the struggle? Continue to keep your eyes on the frustration? Are you going to turn and let God show you where he wants you to go? Because we cannot do both at the same time. You cannot accomplish the call of God while accomplishing your own purpose at the same time. If you align with God, the Bible says that he makes your way Straight, and he actually makes your uh, your 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 purpose his purpose, and he aligns your purpose with his. So you're no longer trying to struggle between between two different worlds. And if you've been doing the freedom book with us, it's been talking about the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge. And I think this is so important as part of our net. The tree of knowledge is just that very first thing that the enemy always tempted uh, Adam and Eve with, and I think he's still tempting us today to do it according to what we know is right, what we think is right, rather than going to God. Again, I don't think many of us are doing this maliciously or trying to, like, push God away. But what we do is we follow what we think we know already. And I've been saved for a long time, and I can do this thing where I'm following God, and I'm thinking I'm doing it the right way, but I'm not looking back at Scripture. I'm just doing what I know. I'm doing what I've seen others do. And so today we're talking about the balance of following God and following, uh, following others, godly people in our life, but then also having people follow us. And so as we lay down our intellect, when it interferes with the truth of God, I wrote this down. Sometimes as we lay down those things, faith comes. Maybe you stop trusting God with all your heart. Maybe you started leaning on your own understanding. And maybe you forgot to go to God first. So you find that you are the guided tour um, guide of your life. And God isn't even given space anymore to lead you because you went back to your nets. You know, and what is it that we have the opportunity to do? God is never going to punish you for asking why. God's never going to ask you, but he doesn't always give you the full answer of why. He actually gives us the opportunity to trust him. And when we trust him, things begin to align. And so what's inventory? What's the inventory of your life? What is the subject that you are receiving from from people around you? Who is speaking into your life? What are the sources that are coming in? I'm not talking about the fact that every um, source that's not 100% just Christian is, is bad. Of course not. We have knowledge. We have wisdom. There's great things to listen to. But we need to make sure what's really affecting our, our life and what we're following actually lines up with Scripture, though. We need to make and just take that opportunity to make sure. You know, it was interesting as I was talking uh, or looking at the nets. There's another time that Jesus came to these same disciples after he had died and he rose again. They, they were on the water. And um, and they went back to their nets. They went back to what they knew. Uh, So they had had this full revelation of who Jesus was. They had seen miracles. They'd seen powerful things happen. But they found themselves in the same place where they had gone back to their nets. And it wasn't necessarily bad. But Jesus came, and he actually calls them back out. See, Jesus finds you wherever your net is at. He actually finds you, and he wants you to know that no matter what is going on, no matter what opposition you're facing, no matter what is actually happening here in the room or around, God knows that there is something powerful that is about to change your life, that's about to change history. And so I'm going to give you guys today some keys to living a life that can say, follow me as I follow Jesus as we lay down as we lay down our, our nets to pick up the cross of God how can we practically grow in being led by God are you ready let's Go through a few of these. To follow Jesus, we need to know what our cross is. What is it that God is asking us to pick up? Luke 9, verse 1 and 2 and 23 through 24 says, When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure sickness. Come on, somebody. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. There is power that God is wanting to impart to you. And if you're still carrying your net, you cannot carry the power and the authority that Christ has. For you, God has given us as a church power and authority. Come on, that's right, let's give him praise in the room. And so if we don't recognize the authority that God wants to give us, so that we can see people around us set free. Here in this city, there's so many people that need to be set free, even from demonic activity, even from things that that hold them back. And we, as a church, it's not just for the pastors and the leaders, folks. This was for you and for me, for every single one of us. This is the cross that we're supposed to pick up. And so our cross is to follow an example, follow God, follow a godly leader, but then also to set an example. Your cross is to take on the authority of Jesus so that you can follow God and so that you can also be somebody that can be followed. And so as we begin to have a heart to serve others, see, listen, this is what happens, the transfer that happens. This is how you'll know if it's your net or if it's the cross of God. If it is a net, it's all about you. It's all about what you need, how you can get through, what you can do to survive, what you can to make it happen. But the cross of Christ is always about others. It's always about serving others. It's always about showing others. That's the difference between your net and your cross. And so the job of our, um, uh, when when the scripture talks about it, it says that we need to deny our Lay down our own ways of doing things so that we can actually take up our cross and follow him. And so um, as, as we as we begin to surrender fully to Jesus, all those things that would be part of our net, God, here I am, I'm surrendering fully, and I'm asking you to take those things. Jesus said on the cross he took those things, and now we can immediately drop those nets and we can say, God, I sometimes it doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna follow you anyway. And so as we follow Jesus, I believe he wants to show us who we are in him. To follow Jesus, we need to actually know who we are. And we talked about the fact that God has given us authority. But did you know in scripture, as you read through, the Bible says you are made in his image. That means that he actually made you to be a a representation of who he is. That you have a heavenly purpose that needs to be accomplished here on earth. God has given you something. He created you before the beginning of time with a purpose to influence others, to lead others, to to be somebody that can be followed. And he also made you a new creation. You are sons and daughters of the king. Maybe you came from a broken family. Maybe you came from hardship. As you come into the kingdom of God, it's a brand new you. God calls you his son, his daughter. You are capable. You have all the history, all the inheritance that is, that is for anybody. And so you are not having to live by just what you uh, think about yourself anymore. And again, what we think about ourselves is our net. It's not the cross of Jesus. And so as we look at scripture, it talks about us being citizens of heaven heaven already. No longer of this world, of its ways and its traditions. We have a new name. And I love it. We'll talk about this another time because I'm passionate about it. All through scripture, when people have an encounter with Jesus, many times he changes their name. And I think that as citizens of heaven, every single one of us, God wants to have such an encounter, like Pastor Tom was preaching about last week, a touch from God where we're changed. We're so changed that people even people would recognize something different about us and people would have their name changed. And as we're looking at Paul, as he says, follow Me as I follow the example of Christ. Paul himself had his name changed. We talked about that encounter that he had where his name was Saul before him and uh, he he did all kinds of of nasty things. Um, And maybe you're walking around with the weight and the sin of what you did before. Listen, just one encounter with Jesus and he changes your name, changes your perspective, and changes your future, right? So we got to know we got to know who we are in Christ. And we have an anointing from God and a mantle that can be passed on. God wants to give you his power, his anointing, but it's not just for you. It's to pass it on to somebody else, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, to see God do powerful miracles. And it's not just for Sunday or it's not for Wednesday night only. It's for you and your household, you and your workplace, everywhere you go. The spirit of God goes with us, this mantle, the cross goes with us right? So the question is, are you carrying around a net with you still, or are you carrying around the cross and the authority that comes with that everywhere that we go? So people are following you, whether you know it or not, or whether you like it or not. People are following you. So we need to live like citizens of heaven. We need to carry his burden. I love this scripture in Philippians 3.15. It says, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine, and this is Paul talking again. And learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often, and I say it again with many tear or with tears in my eyes, that many um, are those who conduct. Um, Many of those conduct things that are really enemies of the cross of Christ, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Basically what it's saying is that many people conduct themselves as though they are not actually citizens of heaven. They, they carry around that net. They carry around the old lifestyle, but God says that we are citizens of heaven already, even before we get there. When we got saved, we, got, uh, we partnered with Jesus. He has the keys to, to, to heaven, to hell, to death, all those things. We have access to heaven now, but we have a purpose here on earth while we are here, um, and our job is to truly trust God, even with our knowledge, lining back up with His truth. Our job is um, to trust God, even when He doesn't take us on the shortest path. How many of you have been through a few things where you felt like uh, there was uh, it was the longest way possible, <laughs> right? Like God is God, I'm following you, but this is po- this is the hardest, longest way possible. Sometimes the longer route is so that you avoid battles that you aren't ready to fight. Sometimes God knows what he's doing, and if you just follow him, you don't know that he's actually saving you by taking you the longer route. Sometimes there's uneasiness in trusting, but we're called to trust him through the fear. Listen, just because you have uneasiness doesn't mean that you're not trusting God, doesn't mean you're not in right relationship with God. Many of us struggle with anxiety at times, but man, we can exchange that anxiety for, for what God has for us, every day it's that great exchange. God, I'm changing, exchanging my fear, I'm exchanging my anxiety, and I'm trusting you, God, I'm giving it to you. Sometimes the complicated way that God takes you is so that you can't give up easily and turn back to your own ways. We'll continue to look at him. Did you ever consider that? Sometimes the complicated way is because God knows what we naturally do. We naturally go back to our nets. We naturally go back to those things, and he's saying, no, I'm just going to actually take you a little longer way so that you won't fall back into that trap because I have something for you. I have something great for you to do. And so our job is to trust God, and when we trust God, guess what happens? Faith comes faith comes and we find that faith is the opposite of fear and so if you are struggling with fear with anxiety ask yourself have I forgotten to trust God with this thing have I forgotten to trust him because when you trust him all of a sudden faith begins to be developed because you say God I don't know where we're going it seems too complicated I don't know how to do this thing but God says if you'll just follow me I will take you into places that will bring you freedom into places that will bring you life amen amen God is able, and so we need to remember to tell those net issues, those 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 problems, who our God is. Remember we talked about that? And so as we're living this, we can be living by the Spirit of God, having a Spirit-led life instead of a self-led life. Many times we're leading ourselves, or we're just listening to the wrong people. Negative talk, toxic things. What is actually going on? What are you listening to? Sometimes we actually... I, I love to say this, we flush our own life down the drain with our own thoughts, negative about ourselves, negative about what we can do, negative about what will happen in the future. Come on, we gotta stop it, just knock it off, and listen and trust God, and tell ourselves what the Bible says, who God is, and what he's gonna do for us, and how he has a purpose for us, and how he has plans for us. And so as we have a spirit-led life, we find that our freedom is in that following Jesus. As we're listening to the Holy Spirit every single day, there is freedom for us, and so, There's something I'd like to call the follow factor. As we wrap up today, uh, the only way to be a great leader is to first be a great follower of God and the godly people around you. God has placed people around you that you need to follow, people that God has raised up in this hour. There's somebody godly around you that you can look to, that that is saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Listen, if they're not following Christ, don't be following them. If they're not following Jesus, if it doesn't line up with scripture, stop following them, stop influencing them, stop, get them off your Instagram. If it doesn't line up with scripture, we've gotta make sure that we're first understanding how to be a great follower, because God has called us all to lead somebody else, to be example to somebody else and so the challenge before us is to be intentional and set an example in our life our love our speech our purity to those around us and so my question is when's the last time we were intentional about being followed when's the last time we took inventory of those things that we're allowing to 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 work and to brew in our life because those things aren't just about us it's not just about you it's not just about what you're going through we've got to get our eyes off of ourselves and our eyes back onto Jesus and back onto his purpose for our life and then back onto others as we put our eyes on Jesus he shows us the people around us that are following it's not just a matter of the rules it's a matter of the heart And life and wisdom can be seen by looking to those who have gone before us. I was um, in a church service just not that long ago with my parents. And there was a song that came up. And my parents have been walking and following Jesus my whole life. They've been people I could follow. There are people that that I could say, I want to follow you as you follow Christ. And a song came up. And listen, people either grow in bitterness or they grow in grace. And you're either going to grow in bitterness and in and, and, and frustration and anger in your life as you follow your own nets and your own things. Or you're going to grow in faith and in love and in, in grace for others and in thankfulness. Thankfulness. Have you ever met somebody who was old and they were bitter? It's not fun to be around. Have you met somebody that was old and they were so thankful? Just so grateful for their life. Which one do you want to be? which one because people are following you whether you know it or not and as I was in this church service this song came on and it said all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so good and I will sing of the goodness of God with every breath that I am able and I looked over and both of my parents had their hands all the way up and tears streaming down their face and I thought to myself. I sat there and I just couldn't even worship anymore. I just watched them as they had their hands up, singing, "All my life, God, you've been faithful." And they have health issues, and they're in their in their late seventies, and they're singing, "God, all my life, God, you've been faithful." With every breath that I'm able, I'm going to sing of your goodness. With every breath that I'm able, I'm going to give you glory and praise. And I want my life to be like that, and I want your life to be like that as well. People are watching, and today I can serve God because somebody went before me. And maybe nobody went before you, but that's not an excuse. You get to be the one to lead people. You get to be the one to say, today I'm gonna let somebody look behind me and say, all my life, God, you've been faithful. All my life you've been so good as I've followed you. It's not been easy. It's not been easy. If you know people's story, you know it's not easy. But when they walk through trial and they stand firm against all the enemy's devices, we see that God does powerful things. And so your takeaway today is to make sure that your life is followable. Make sure that you're intentionally following God and following godly people around you. Position yourself. Position yourself under God. Position yourself under people that are followable. And then intentionally look and ask others to follow you as you follow Christ. If we learn one thing, Paul is imploring us, follow me as I follow Christ. When's the last time you asked somebody, follow me as I follow Christ? I'm not asking you to put on a title to be a pastor or to be a leader, although you are a leader. All of us are called to be leaders. Ask somebody, follow me as I follow Christ. Because we sometimes get so caught up in ourselves that we forget that our mission here is not about us. Your workplace needs you to be one that can be a leader in that workplace. God will anoint you above and beyond what you could ask or think. God will give you greater wisdom than you ever imagined. If you follow and surrender him, he'll give you innovative ideas. He'll give you favor with your leaders if you'll position yourself under him. And as we, as we close, would you just stand with me today? I believe that our challenge for us is to get out of our comfort zone and invite our neighbors, our family, our friends into this follow me as I follow Christ situation because your life is speaking loudly. Your life is leading. You have influence. And if people are following you, where are they headed? And that's our question today. And maybe you've never followed Jesus. Maybe you're in the room today and you've never actually decided to follow Jesus. This is your invitation. This invitation, this whole time that we've been talking about, Jesus said, come and follow me. And we're going to pray a prayer. And maybe maybe you've taken a while and you've been following yourself for a while. Maybe those nets have been entangling you. This is a moment right here in this moment. Just lay those things down. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. He just says, I want to lead you into great places. I created you with a purpose. I have a plan for your life, and it's not just about you, it's about others. So no matter what hardship you face, there's still purpose for you. There's still anointing for you. There's still a mantle and a cross for you with power that is beyond just what you could do. So let's pray today. Father, I thank you for each one here today. God, you know these things that have been entangling us. You know these thoughts, these emotions. God, the ways of life, God, the ways that we see in our own knowledge. But God, today we choose, God, to trust you with all our heart. To not lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge you and give you permission to lead us, God. You said if we did that, that you would direct our path. You would direct our steps. God, as we're asking for clarity, as we're asking for wisdom, as we're asking for help. God, today I ask you today, Lord, that you would align our hearts to you. You would align our hearts to your purpose. And if today you're in the room and maybe you've never asked Jesus, uh, if you've never, never given your heart to him and let him be the leader of your life, would you just pray this with me? All over the room would you pray together? Maybe you uh, are just giving your, your life and the leadership back to God today and that's okay as well, let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, I choose to follow you. I choose to lay down all my nets, all my safety, all my control, and I give you control take my heart today, be the leader of my life, forgive me of my sins, forgive me of those things that I control, be the leader of my life today, in Jesus name, amen. Now today, yeah come on, let's give the Lord some praise, that's great.